From the Bob Varley Studios in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable email edition show for January 14th, 2010. Love saying that. From Orlando, I'm your host this week, Teresa Eccles, joined by Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, John, Pete Werner, <laughs> Kathy you Take your life into your hands, screw with him. I'm just letting you know. He's like Cher, just John. <laughs> I just have one name. Just John. Charo. <laughs> Kathy, we're, um, Kathy, I get it right. Walter Eccles and Max. The intern. The Square. intern. Hey, it's the email show, first one of the year. And what do we what do we do on the? We have no emails. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to read your emails and listen to your voicemails that you've sent in. And, and if someone would like to send us uh, thank a, you for a, that prompting. an email, uh, where, would, where would they write? They would write to podcast at wwinfo.com. Mm-hmm. And if they were so inclined to give us a phone call? They can call us at one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. If they are living within the United States, Canada, or Mexico. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you throw it in the Just <laughs> hush. It's like a puppet regime. <laughs> Pete's really in charge. <laughs> She's just the face. I think hey. I see the strings. <laughs> if you're local, you can call 407-574-5093. In the UK, 0808-120-2316. And in Australia, 1-800-774-531. Is that just a short little number in Australia, huh? Number missing. It's a little different down there. Not as many people. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. So let's open up this show and get her started here. Shall we start with a voicemail? If you'd like to. I would like to, Pete. All right. Our first voicemail comes to us from Charlene, who has a question about her special needs child. So here is Charlene. Hi. My name is Charlene. I'm calling because I have a question, and my question is this. Um, I have a special needs child, and when we visit Disney, I opt out by constantly putting the do not disturb sign on our door so we would not get maid service coming in due to medical conditions and germs and things of that nature. Um, In the last time I stayed, I did not get any towels or whatnot. Sometimes they leave them on my door in like a bag or something to that effect and I had to call and request items as I needed it. So I'm wondering, my question is, is there a way ahead of time to let them know that we would like, I guess, made service left at the door? Um, so I guess that's my question. My email address is the one, the number one, DisneyWorldFan at gmail.com. Thanks. Well, thank you, Charlene. Actually, with uh, any requests like that, I think it's just a matter of... Uh, you know, you, you want to call, call the hotel or when you check in, call and ask to speak to the housekeeping supervisor and just explain to the housekeeping supervisor, you know, that you have a special needs child, that there are certain things you have to do, and go from there. Um, 
And I'm sure they'll accommodate you. They should accommodate you without a problem. It doesn't sound like you're asking for anything. But they do have the right to come into your room, whether you have the do not disturb sign up or not, every couple of days just to make sure that everything is okay in the room. That's a good point. Hmm. Wow. I'm sure if you explained your reasoning for having the do not disturb sign up Mm -hmm. for days on end, they would understand that. I think it's just a communication thing. You just have to let them know what your desires and your needs are, and they'll probably do their best. To meet them. All my desires and needs. <laughs> <laughs> not maybe the creepy not. ones. <laughs> maybe not all. Your desires. Wow. And I think, I also think, um, never assume. If it went one way, one, one visit, never assume it's always going to go that way every visit. Make sure you talk to somebody every yeah. time you go. Because it's just a matter of who's doing what that day. You may even have to talk to the housekeeper. Right. And if you catch them in the hallway or wherever. And it might not be the same housekeeper tomorrow. Right. You might have to keep reminding them. And if it, this is an important thing to you, I would make sure you made that call down every day to say, listen, I just want to remind you. That's a good idea. You'd think you'd just do it once, but, you know, it changes. Everybody gets a day off. Yeah. Except me. Wow. I would, I would <laughs> call the, the housekeeping, too, because sometimes there's a language barrier with some of the housekeepers that don't have a real good grasp of the English language. So if you left it up to your housekeeper, so maybe you know going to the supervisor, you might get a little bit better. Post to Guadalajara, Rico. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't. The first show of the new year, and we've already offended people. <laughs> Kevin did. We did. Walter, you're not wearing headphones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's got an email they want to read? I do. Corey. This comes from Cynthia in Ohio. <laughs> Something happened to him. <laughs> you never are like, oh, maybe. I never drink a large Red Bull like that either. Um, <laughs> Hi, gang. Happy New Year. On our most recent trip to Walt Disney World, my husband and I noticed many more fam- families being escorted around the parks by cast members, the ones in the nifty navy red white costumes than we normally do. It got me wondering, how do you get one of these special guides? I always thought they were only for special people or celebrities. Um, well, these are VIP tour guides. They, uh, they do anything from plan your day to uh, get your fast passes for you. It really depends on the, the plan you get or the season. Uh, if you're staying on property or off property, uh, it can range from anywhere from $175 to $315 per hour, six-hour minimum consecutively. Really? So you imagine somebody getting one of these guides for a week for all day. I probably couldn't put that into my trip, yeah. could I? <laughs> yeah. Um, tickets are Not separate. if you want french fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tickets are separate. Dining is separate. Um, and if you want to book this, I know it's a great deal. Uh, the phone number is 407-560-4033. So those are I'm sorry. Go ahead. What does the $315 person get? The, the $175 like, does listen, that? That's the premium. You get a car. So if you want to be taken to the uh, the outlets, mm-hmm. they'll do that for you. Wow. This guide will basically do anything you need. Watch your kids. You whatever whatever, whatever you want them to your do. desires, you need one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the important thing to remember, though, is that um, one of the things they do not do uh, is backdoor you onto attractions with this. Uh, these guides know, you know, strategies for how to get from attraction to attraction and, you know, minimize your weight in lines. But if you use this stuff, you are... Actually, waiting in the lines with everybody else. Now, the premium Sorry. on the premium level, you can ride the fast pass rides as many times as you want. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. 
and like you said, they'll tailor it to your experience. So if you say you really want to do these rides, they'll mm-hmm. make sure oh, they get you so on those you- rides. But if you just want to go and walk around and learn about Disney trivia, they'll do that as well. At $1,900 for six hours, they better carry me. Well, sometimes, though, people do that when that's their first time to Magic Kingdom or whatever. (laughs) You know, that they find that that's a great way to to see the park most efficiently, that they split it between, you know, a couple families. Mm -hmm. Is is there a maximum of how many people, Corbino? Uh, I I don't know offhand. But I know um, you also get parade and show seatings, too. Do you have to sit there and wait for the parade to get the good seat, or are they going to hold it for you? They'll go VIP, ahead of time, yeah. and, and they'll arrange it, right? Yeah. Your we'll VIP you know, takes care of a lot of the stuff for you. And they, time, they plan your day. I mean, they, they make sure you see as many things as possible. A lot of times they'll sit you in VIP areas for certain parades. So if you have the money, this is really cool. Yeah, this it is, is a cool This is a Disney thing. fanatic's dream, but it's pricing. It yeah. is really pricey. But the only way you get backdoored is if you're noticeable. Like if you're the Jonas Brothers, you can't wait in line. You need to be. You're noticeable. A huge commotion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could be noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not in the way he means. <laughs> Bring that on pretty quick. All right. Who has another email? I do. I have one. Well, hold on. Before we go into that, there is an alternative uh, to uh, Disney's VIP, which is uh, Michael's VIPs, uh, Tour Guide Mike, who's our sp- a sponsor on the theme parks board, has another business. This was his original business. He used to be one of these VIP tour guides at uh, oh. at Disney World and went ahead and opened up his own business doing this. Um, it's michaelsvips.com. We'll put a link to that on the show notes page. So uh, I don't know how his prices, uh, what his prices are like versus Disney's, but... Um, I'll tell you, he's a great guy. He also goes beyond the Disney park. He'll do this for Universal, yes. for, you know, staying off property. So if you'd want to do it in a more of an Orlando vacation. And he's got endorsements on his site from William Shatner. Oh, from, wow. Uh, uh, John Hess, the CEO of Hess Corporation. Um, so he's got some, he's, he's, done, he's gotten some really big, uh, he's done some like big, big celebrities. Big CEOs. Could so. you imagine taking Shatner around? Oh, my God. That would be, be fun. That's cute. Fun. <laughs> That's what I would do to him the whole time. <laughs> no one's beaming you up, Bill. Calm down. <laughs> I like that Priceline thing. Yeah. Throwing you out the back of a van. All right. So, Kevin? Uh, my email is from Heather Ford. And Heather is from Westwood, Massachusetts. She's heady on the boards. Heather, uh, Heather says, I'm hooked I'm sorry. I'm booked for the next podcast cruise. Woohoo. And it's more likely going to be and it's most likely going to be my first Disney cruise. Looking over the dress code, I'm wondering about packing. I had been leaning towards just a suitcase, but if I'm packing a nicer dress and a pirate costume, I'm debating bringing a garment bag or something similar. Among among your experience, is it worth to pack is it worth it to pack? I really can read, I swear. Is it worth it to pack a garment bag for the wonder or not? Bring what you're comfortable with. The dress code that Disney puts on their board is a wide open dress code. It basically says, wear something that's presentable. Jeans are allowed in the dining room. Uh, I personally don't bring formal wear on nights where they have formal attire. Uh, I tend to eat at the fast food restaurants or order room service or do something to stay out of the way. To me, it's not worth dressing up for 
and bringing something on vacation that I'm going to wear once. Other people truly enjoy that and feel that that's the highlight of their trip. I think you're going to have to make that decision. There is adequate storage in your room if you'd like to store your bags. Uh, there's not only storage in the closets, but a great tip is to lift up your bed. They're kind of light and slide your suitcases under there. What do you all think? Is it worth bringing extra I baggage? I pulled this too. Um, I think if she does bring a garment bag, bring one that is flimsy that you could fold up and put inside your other suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need a sequin gown. So right. I, I really think a garment <laughs> bag isn't necessary. I assure you, no. too, there's no dress-up events that the podcast yeah. crews right. crew will be yeah. throwing. And, I mean, if she's bringing a pirate costume, did this thing cost you a lot of money that it needs its separate garment bag? You know, like, I don't know how elaborate it is. Like, yeah. if there's things she's worried about coming off or what. You know, I don't I know. know. <laughs> Some people, they go all out. So, um, But if it's just like a typical, you know, buy it Walmart costume, fold it up and put it in your suitcase. And if your dress, you know, if it's a nice dress, sometimes they make dresses in that material that doesn't wrinkle. Also, when you're deciding, um, oh, oh, very true. When you're deciding on what to pack, I mean, some nights they have, I think, all the nights they have a professional photographer in the atrium where they, they take family pictures. So, if you want to get dressed up one night and take a family photo with the ship in the background or some other thing in the background, they come out really nice. It is. It's all a matter of personal taste. There, there it's what you want a, to do. There's not a limit to how big your suitcase can be, right? No, but you remember your stateroom is only so I know, but I'm just saying. You, you you're, know. Also, you're also restricted by if you're flying, you know, you're going right. to pay a certain amount if you're oversized or overweight. I mean, if you're going to show up with Lucy's package. steamer trunk, yeah, it's going to take up a lot of space in your room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, just maybe if it's just a few items, just go to a, a slightly bigger bag. And I know the time that I didn't bring enough, not dress clothes, but like uh, dockers and dress uh, button-down shirts. I only brought like one or two, and I didn't have enough, and I really felt awkward going to eat in jeans. Was that the really? year of the ripped-off sleeves? Last year. That was a long time ago. That was funny, yeah. Teresa. <laughs> but, I mean, even on a formal night, people who wear jeans, if you wear a nice button-down, you tuck your shirt in, put a belt on, you look nice enough for Disney for formal, to, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm with Julie. Mm-hmm. It's your vacation. Dress what makes you comfortable. You know, no one's going to be in there in a tuxedo making you feel like you're not dressed up enough. Mm-hmm. And if there is, pick on that person. Actually, one of my favorite <laughs> things to do on cruises with that have formal nights is to get on my shorts and my T-shirt and go to the lobby and watch what other people consider formal. That w- I, I did that last time, and that was kind of fun to see. We were on a cruise one day, and a lady was wearing a scarf. <laughs> that was it. Oh, oh, I think... I don't know. Maybe it was the same cruise, but I remember seeing a lady wearing that sort of a thing. And it had she had knotted it in the right position. It was a scarf or a wow. bed sheet. So I was fascinated. <laughs> All right. All right. We have another one from our friend, a batch of a learner in Israel. So here she is. Hi, podcast team. Uh, this is Batsheva Learner calling from Israel or the Holy Land, but not the theme park, the real place. On the boards, I'm Disneyholic Family. And um, first of all, I wanted to say how really amazing I think you all are for everything you do, everything you've done. Um, the Diz, the Dreams Unlimited, etc., etc. Um, I have two things. First of all, um, a suggestion, and I have to admit I've sort of fallen behind on podcasts, so it's possible this is something you've already done. I, I have heard the most recent podcast, but I fell behind in terms of middle ones, computer died, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so 
I'm hoping this suggestion hasn't been made, or if it has, I'll go back and find it. But regarding spas, um, I was thinking some of you or all of you could go or somebody could do a series comparing and contrasting the different spas. Because I know the question does come up on the boards. Um, uh, people want people, other people's opinions on what they think of the Grand Floridian Spa and the Saratoga Springs Spa. And I think there's one at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I know there's several off-site. I've been to the Grand Floridian Spa and to the, I think it's called the Canyon Ranch Spa at Gaylord Palms. Um, but I think there's quite a few in, in the area. So I think it would be interesting, sort of the way Julie went to the different uh, baby stations inside the parks, um, just talking about what's available and what there is. And this could be sort of a similar thing, but maybe with also an opinion as to what they thought about the places. I really like the Grand Floridian Spa. I didn't like the spa at Gaylord Palms, though. I didn't mind going there because I like Gaylord Palms, just going to the place. It's nice walking around. It's a really beautiful hotel. So, um, And maybe it's changed since I was there. I was there uh, two years ago, so it might have changed. Um, that's one thing. And the other thing that I want to talk about is um, also something that comes up a lot on the boards regarding vegetarian food at the on-site restaurants. Um, I know the question comes up, and sometimes people don't know the answers. We do eat vegetarian, and my daughter was on the uh, free dining plan in September and ate it over the course of two weeks at quite a few restaurants, so she had sort of interesting experiences. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't know, and I didn't know this either until she came back um, and told us about it, that at all of the table service restaurants, even when it doesn't appear on the menu, you can always ask for a veggie burger. Apparently it's always available. Not that I like it, but um, my daughter was traveling with a friend of hers who insanely loves those veggie burgers, and so she managed to order it at every single restaurant she was at, even when it wasn't on the menu. So that's one thing to know if you like those. My daughter, on the other hand, um, she almost always was able to order something that was not on the menu. Um, at several of the restaurants, the chef came out and spoke with her and prepared something specially for her. Um, and that's including at places like the Sci-Fi Dine-In at uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, which is sort of known for not having the greatest food on the face of the earth. Um, and um, at, she went back there several times, in fact, because they prepared something so good that she really wanted it, so she kept going back to eat it. Um, so that's really unusual. And also at the uh, at the buffets where you wouldn't think they would specially prepare food for you, they did, both at Chef Mickey's and at Crystal Palace. They specially prepared something for her. And at Chef Mickey's, one of the chefs came out and took her around the buffet and told her what was in every single d dish on the buffet so she knew exactly what she could eat and she couldn't eat. So um, there's really a lot of leeway for vegetarians because when you look at the menus, although usually every menu does have one or two dishes, it's not um, doesn't appear as flexible and certainly what you wouldn't think at buffets they would prepare food or that you have the possibility of special preparation at the other restaurants or the veggie burgers, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, um, and if anybody wants more information, they can always um, ask on the boards or send me a private message or whatever. Um, 
and uh, I'd be glad to get into more details because of the different. Actually, she said the most difficult restaurant to eat at for a vegetarian was at, um, surprisingly, Tokyo Dining. But she said they were so wonderful there, it made up for any problems in the food. She said they were just phenomenally good, including the manager. He was so good, in fact, that she walked over to guest services right away to write him up for special accommodation because she thought it was outstanding. Um, Anyway, that's about it. Um, Just wanted to say I think you guys are absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. I think I said that at the beginning, but I've been speaking for so long I forgot what I said at the beginning. Pete, John, Kevin, Kathy, Teresa, Julie, Corey. This is not in any order of preference here. I'm just naming all the names. Um, Walter. Um, You guys are all amazing. I love listening to you. You bring joy to my life and I'm sure to everybody's lives. And um, it's just really special. And the community that you've created, I hope that. Um, I am scheduled to be on the Podcast Cruise 2.0, and I'm so looking forward to meeting all of you and so many, I don't know, 700, 800, 900, I guess the whole boatload of dizzers that will be on it. And I am just so excited to be able to meet everyone, and I, I can't wait. I really, really can't wait. So that's it. Thanks, and be seeing you, I hope. Bye. Well, it's uh, wonderful to hear from you again, Beth. Thank you for calling in. And poor Max, the intern, is wiping away the tears that you didn't mention his name. <laughs> but, She's sweet. Uh, but thank you for that information on uh, vegetarian options. And, uh, your kind words to us are greatly appreciated. We hope to see you on the podcast cruise. Now, you've done a whole series on spas. I did a few years ago. I think it was our first year doing the show. Um, I guess I could take another stab at it. <laughs> <laughs> I know she mentioned she'd been to Gaylord. They've changed since in the last year. They got a new name and I think some new things in there. I don't know. Yeah, why, I have to go. I have to go check it out. But I know it has changed. I'd be willing to go get a prenatal massage and report on it. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I, we have had people ask about it. So, um, I mean, I've been going since my car accident for. Well, it's for therapy, so it's really not that enjoyable <laughs> because she's really working some muscles that are sore. But, you know, it's, it is nice. This prenatal massage is this external. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. oh, my. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, they, have a, they have a belly cut out in the, in the table, don't they? Yes. A- and a place for that. Uh, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pregnant massage table, it has inserts that you take out for the breasts and for the belly. For a prenatal massage, do you, do you lay on your stomach or yeah. do you lay on your back and have your belly rubbed? Oh. No. No. They would just rub on you. I mean, I guess they could rub, rub on you. Rub on you. Like Max when he gets too excited? <laughs> no, rub I mean, my belly. <laughs> I don't think the baby's really involved. Although. Oh, the baby's not getting massaged. You're getting massaged. No. Hence pre, prenatal. That's what you meant by internal. I think, yeah, really, what? I think oh, now the visual. Uh, is, You're making it no. sound painful That's now. That will be. But she moves around a lot when I'm being massaged. She seems to enjoy it. And they know there's certain things that she can't do. Oh, she's trying to get a baby. Away. I thought she was Who's talking she? about the massage therapist. <laughs> 
she really, she really <laughs> seems to enjoy. Which she are we talking about? She moves around. Oh. Was that her job? <laughs> oh God! Okay, here too long. All right. Uh, and the, shall we move on? And the vegetarian part, maybe when Leah comes down, we could do our um, mm-hmm. commando dining and try out some of the vegetarian. Some of the stuff really does sound interesting, and putting the menus in. I've yeah, but if you're going to go vegetarian and non-gluten, <laughs> you're getting radishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's two totally different things. Now, there's, there are a couple of places that sound really good. The, mm-hmm. the I'd vegetarian. be willing to try it. Yeah, I could. Throw myself on that one. All right, let's move on. Who has another email? I do. Okay, Kathy. This is from Bob Chauvin in New Orleans, and he says, Keep up the good work. Go Saints. Y'all, we are DVC owners and go to Disney at least twice a year. I have seen your ads about owner's locker storage. This is a great concept, but the storage they offer is limited to what you can fit into the purple container. I am in a wheelchair, and we use a portable patient lift for moving me from the wheelchair to bed, etc., The patient lift is too large to fit in the owner's locker container. When folded up and in its travel bag, the lift is 24 inches wide by 30 inches long by 10 inches high by 50 pounds. Do you know of a storage area in the facility that would store, deliver, and pick up from a a Disney hotel? Leah, our webmaster, one of our webmasters, um, researched this. Thank you. I didn't say thank you to Bob. But... um, she said that when she checked into um, her resort, there was a little welcome packet from Owner's Locker and that they're testing out a new thing. So this might come in handy for a lot of um, our listeners that, that need something like this. It says, you may be excited to know that we've got a lot more ideas in the pipeline. One of our favorite upcoming features is what we call out of the box. This is where you tell us what else you'd like us to store that just won't fit in your locker. Bicycles, golf clubs, canoes, cars, you name it. We are presently running a preliminary test of this service with golf clubs. The fee is $99 for the year and includes one free delivery pickup. And you can call their number. And Leah says that the service works really well. They came in a day early last time and didn't get in until almost midnight. They spoke to John, the owner, on his cell phone, and he went and got our locker that night so we wouldn't have to go without our stuff. So... You know, if you're considering getting the owner's locker and you've got some bigger items, this is a great way to. Yeah, call them and see if they're willing to do it. I'm sure mm-hmm. they would. That's a cool service. And don't think this is how you're going to get that $25 trip <laughs> plan, sending your kids the owner's locker. <laughs> I was just thinking it's a cool thing, you know, for. No, people love it. They really do. I mean, they can. You can monitor what you have in your locker online. So you know when you're packing and getting ready to go really? on vacation, you can say, okay, well, we already have that. We already have toothpaste there. We don't need to pack that. That's brilliant. He, they did. Yeah. A, these guys did a brilliant job. Yeah, with this. how interesting. People are getting really, really into it. So they your locker, your locker. little, your little container goes away somewhere and stays what in storage? Yes, it goes somewhere. to. It goes to container heaven. <laughs> it goes to. <laughs> it goes to Cabo San Lucas while you're not using it. Okay. So it has this, it's like a storage place where they keep all this stuff. Every container has like a barcode or a tracking uh, number on it that they scan in and out when they drop it off and they pick it up. And it's locked, too. So you have a little lock. Oh, okay. So, so no one can get in or right. out of it. So no one else can use your shampoo. And it's it's a climate-controlled place they're keeping yes. it all in? And sometimes you'll see their, their purple van on property. That's mm-hmm. them 
dropping off and picking up. What a cool job. Cool idea for a business. We'll have him on the show to um, talk more about it in an upcoming show, maybe when I'm host. Okay. <laughs> Corey's saving all the good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent idea. Same was not working for me here. So there's going to be host competition. <laughs> America's in this top not. host. Really? All right. Shall we do one, Walter? You got one over there? Yeah, I got one. Already? This one comes to us from Kirsten Kronbach from Naples, Florida. She said, I know there's been talk about not being able to find large-sized Disney T-shirts. I found out on this visit the stores have up to 5X shirts behind the counter. You just have to ask. They go fast, and there's no guarantee, but it's worth a shot. I think this is new, and I've asked about shirts for my son. We also been able to buy sweatshirts off the rack that fit him. He's over six foot tall and has a long torso, um, and this sweatshirt was more than long enough. Because I know we've asked a couple of times. We looked for uh, large shirts and we have not been able to find them. I didn't know to ask behind the counter. So that's a really good idea. The problem is, I wear a large size shirt. The problem is that they have that one lame design Uh, that usually has the the Fab Five on it. But then you walk through the store and they have thousands of other designs that are really kind of sharp and cool. And then they bring out the large size shirt and you think, great. Maybe Disney should stop making left-hand stores and do a big and tall store. (laughs) That would be, that would go over well. Really would. Yeah, it would. Because we're just all regular people out there needing some big and tall clothes, right? <laughs> I'm saying, what are you funny? That was very we're folksy, wasn't it? <laughs> she's whittling why she talks. Yeah, she's uh, bringing a real populist message to the, uh, to the email <laughs> show. We're just folks. That? We're just regular folks. <laughs> Let's all go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All righty. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Haney. <laughs> Good night, John Boy. Oh, you really? Y'all are killing me. I feel like I'm on public broadcasting here. <laughs> I feel like I'm on NPR. <laughs> How about another voicemail, Pete? Let's do a couple more uh, emails. Is Alec, am I hosting? You just think you're in charge. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have an email. Julie, you want to read yours? <laughs> <laughs> you really are playing with fire. Do you like getting paid? <laughs> I, well, I did say. I'm like, I'll, she I'll did. Go. I love you, John. You know it. Um, this is from Gord. I'm assuming maybe his name is Gordon. Um, to whom it may concern, we were at the Magic Kingdom several years ago and purchased a small, blown glass baby grand piano that was made while we watched. Tonight, it was accidentally broken by one of our grandkids. This was back in December. Everyone felt terrible about it. Is there any way that you know of that we could get one just like it? Thanks for your response, and we are in no hurry. That's good, because he wrote it in October. (laughs) (laughs) For Christmas. Are you looking at John? Uh, he handed me this email oh, to read. I you were the store tours queen. I thought you were. Oh, but it's, I was going to say, John doesn't blow glass. <laughs> In any event. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> These are made at Aretha's Brothers. Well, I and, did know that. And you can have a duplicate made if you want. Um, I do not believe you can order one, but I'm sure you can go online and try to order one. But these are... Still made at Disney, so yeah. on your next vacation you can get a replacement of it. Well, you think Arabus Brothers has like a website or some way? I mean, I don't know. 
I'm guessing they don't blow glass to order over the internet or no, something. No, but this I'm is a piece that they make. There, right. But this is a piece that they actually have out that you can purchase on yeah. their shelves. So if they had a, I would assume they have a website. Everybody has a website. Yeah, I would think. Unless they're just regular people. <laughs> Just regular folk. Who <laughs> need big and tall shirts? Hey, God's no website. <laughs> oh, to leave that alone, okay? What is it next week yet? Okay. I'm surprised there's not a thread on the boards. You know, they, they swap everything from refrigerators to strollers to Lord knows what. I'm surprised there's not a thread maybe to, you know, get this for me while you're in there. I'll give you some extra money. For shipping, There's get me not? a blown glass baby grand piano. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. John, do you want to read one, John? I do. I want to like to read. Mine is from Bob, and Bob is Monkey Knuckler on the boards. So. Oh, okay. Take this one and throw it. Is that are you done with that? <laughs> Howdy. Do you all know... Oh, maybe you should have read this one too. So. Yeah, really. He sounds like regular folk. I do sound like <laughs> You all know what Disney does with the coins thrown overboard on the ride. It's a small world. No, I don't. How often do they collect them? I don't know of the schedule of collecting the coins. Do you, Corey? I do. Um, they collect them when the, uh, when the attraction goes under refurb. But these are also the coins that are thrown in every... Water right. everywhere yeah. right. is collected by Disney, yeah. and they give it to tra- charity. Um, when I worked for Disney, it was United Way was their charity. Yeah, but now Meg Crofton buys herself new shoes. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, like I said, when I was there, the charity of choice was United Way. I don't know if that's changed. Do you know if that's changed? I don't know if that's changed. So, But it is donated to charity, so that's a good thing. And, it's, again, it's not just the coins, and it's a small world. Anytime you see anybody throw money in water, like at the Polynesian or anything like that, they collect that as well. Collecting somebody's dreams. Any, oh, from the Lord. Yeah. oh, my gosh. These are people's wishes. Is there any um, idea of how much it comes to? It's not disclosed? No, but I would assume it's a lot of Yeah, because there's a lot of silver in there. I noticed that um, last week, Thursday, when I was on Small World. Take a guess. I don't know. Some old kid was trying to. We always ask that question, you know. It's like, I wonder what they do with all these coins. Mm-hmm. Look at all the quarters in there. I do. Every I single wonder. time. Every yeah. single time. Every single time you, you ask. Look at that yeah. money. You're asking yourself. Yeah. Wow. Corey's trying to think of a, a contraption that he can invent to gather the coins himself. Silently sucking <laughs> it up as you drive along. To give to charity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's okay. going to say, why don't you just rob the United Way directly? Knock off a couple of. Of uh, Salvation Army Santas <laughs> while you're at. Okay, can, can we do it? There was one out in front of Publix, and he was absolutely overzealous with that bell. I there must... were a couple times this season. I thought I'm taking it away from him. I love those guys out there. Is it time to do another voicemail? We can do another voicemail if you like. I would like that. Our next one comes to us from Leslie, who has some New Year's wishes for the team. So here is Leslie. Hi, podcast team. This is Leslie of Tim and Leslie on the Boards. Just wanted to call and wish you a happy new year. I hope that you guys are all off to a wonderful start of 2010, and I look forward to hearing all of your podcasts this year. 
Just wanted to take a moment um, as I'm reflecting on the new year to thank you guys for a couple of things. First of all, thank you so much for putting on Dizapalooza. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it, but Tim made it down and had the time of his life. And I've been living vicariously through all of his pictures and stories, and he enjoyed meeting with you and the event and just had the time of his life. So thank you so much for putting on an awesome event. Hopefully there'll be another one in the future where I can come down and meet all of you as well. Um, Also, I know that Pete has mentioned that he loves hearing stories of friendships that have formed on the Diz, and I just had to call and tell you about our story. Um, we, I, I've written trip reports for years on the Diz and have met somebody this last summer. We just thought it was going to be a one-time meetup at, um, at Disney when we were down there this past summer. And we met, and we really hit it off, and we've become great friends to the point where we have other trips scheduled together. And they even came all the way from New Jersey to stay with us here in Cincinnati for five days over break. And we celebrated New Year's with them. So just so thankful that the Diz has brought us together. It's amazing how you can meet people online and then become fast friends when you meet them in person. And none of that would happen if it wasn't for all of your hard work and the Diz. So we really appreciate that. Thanks so much, podcast team, for everything you've done. Looking forward to a great 2010. Happy New Year. That was nice. It was. That was very nice. Uh, thank you very much for calling in with that one. Yeah, I remember Tim. He was real sweet. I do remember Tim. He introduced himself as Tim and Leslie. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and I kept thinking, do you see someone else? Because <laughs> I don't. But then Teresa was like, your wife's not here? I was like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, you want to go on a date? Oh, please. <gasps> Teresa. I did not. Though he rode Toy Story Mania, I think, with Kelvin and Stella a couple times. I know Kelvin said he had a good conversation with them and waiting in line. I did, mm-hmm. too. He was really nice. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Teresa was working the party looking for dates. Yeah, I was. There was a guy on a mission to find Teresa. He stopped me and he's like, um, I'm so sorry, but can you tell me where Teresa is or who Teresa is? He goes, look, I it? like you too, but I'm looking for Teresa. <laughs> Did kidding? I ever meet him? Who was it? Yeah, I told him where to find you. I'm like, she's wearing red and she's right over there. <laughs> he walked up to her, closed his eyes and said, now talk. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't introduce himself for anything. I remember he that me guy to tell him where Teresa, who was over in a was. corner back in. Yeah, I remember he had that a woman guy. with him. Yeah. Here's Just, my credit card. Now talk. <laughs> has, three, has three and a half hours ever gone faster in your life? No, <laughs> that party. No, it, it went way fast. It did amazingly fast. Good times. Good did times. you guys go? Good times. Good times. <laughs> did you guys venture down to the side that was? The far end of the, the party. The dark side. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah. I stay. And that's why I didn't see a lot of people. That was the, yeah, that was the dark side back at the very much. You're talking about Mommy's Hair Top. She had set herself up back there, too. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you know, where people were getting into Ellis Island. They were almost like <laughs> laying on the floor. trash or something. I don't know what was going on back there. Did you see what was going on? I, I stayed on the light side. Did you see <laughs> The bar back there didn't have a line. It, it was less crowded. Yeah, it didn't have a line. It was a it was a nice area. I stayed back there and greeted the people that came back to that area. At last year's party, I never had a bite to eat. I was busy. I was talking to people. And this year, I decided I was going to have somebody eat at our party. And I never went to the buffet. Every time somebody walked by me with a plate, I took something off somebody else's plate. Oh, my plate. gosh. <laughs> well, since I was pregnant at both parties, nobody was stopping me from eating. No. <laughs> Good times. That was fun, wasn't it? Corey, did you have a good time? I never saw any of you the whole night. That's what made it so great. Well, I saw you. (laughs) Thank you. I guess I did see you back there in a little sequestered off area. Fun. If you say good times again, there's going to be a I'm going to turn your mic off. All right. I have an email to read. Times are good. Times are good. Good times. (laughs) 
All right. This comes from Joe. Hello. I will be going to stay at Port Orleans Riverside on the 7th of September, 2010. We'll be wanting to use Disney's Magical Express service from Orlando International to Port Orleans Riverside. However, on the way to Florida from London, we will be arriving at the airport on the evening of the 6th. So can we stay at the airport Hyatt and get the Magical Express the next morning when our Disney leg of our trip begins? Your help will be greatly appreciated. I don't want to break the Disney law. (laughs) This is Joe, Captain Hook Jr. Yes, the answer is yes. You can pick it up the next morning. Hang out at the airport overnight, do what you got to do, and then head off to the magical wonderland. When you give your Magical Express information to the Disney person on the phone and you tell them what your flight information is, just tell them, I'm staying overnight at the airport hotel and I'm going to use it the next day and <clears throat> it will all be good. <laughs> cool. Good times. <laughs> she wanted to say it so bad. It makes you want to sing the theme song every time you guys say it. The theme song to what? Good, Good times! times. <laughs> oh, no. Are you serious? That's not what I think of when I say that. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the dirt. <laughs> well, all right. Thank you for Clean that. up this mess! <laughs> Now that sounded like me at home. There's the real Teresa. That's going to sound like me in a few minutes if I don't move the show along. That's the intro for Hoarders. (laughs) I love Hoarders. Don't you love Hoarders? Oh, come on. Great, please. Get her distracted. Okay. No shiny objects. No shiny objects. It's bad enough if Walter holds up his keys, she stops talking. True. Okay. Who has an email to read? Kevin? I'm done. I'm out. John? I have another one. I thought everybody else had Did everybody read? Well, I, I have one, but it's the first half of one that Walter already read. So, Kathy, you read one yet? Well, Walter only read half an email. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> skipped the whole first one. I was confused. Well, I'm like, wait. Well, okay, you need a microphone. Walter, dear, you need a microphone. We're sharing emails. <laughs> <laughs> what happened I over we used to be a well-oiled machine. <laughs> I know. This is what happens when you go a month without doing a show. These We've guys just are... become regular folk. We have a case of the Tuesdays. <laughs> you need to let that go. Have a good time. Set it free. <laughs> I knew the answer to the second part, so I, I did that. Anyway. Yeah, Corey, do the first part then. Max, you got an email? No? I got one. Cool. Thank God for Kathy. Thank God. <laughs> this is a fun question. This is we'll, from, be, we'll be the judge of you. This is from Sean Dickey. Hey, podcast team. No vacation planning questions here. I was just wondering what everyone's favorite attractions were. I already know that Teresa's favorite attraction is that place with the stuff by the thing. But I was curious to know what the rest of you liked the best. Thanks for the great podcast, Sean Dickey. Well, Sean. Because no, we've never answered this uh-huh. question before. <laughs> Can we see what our least favorite is? I don't have to answer because he already knows where mine is. The stuff with the thing. Please, what's your least favorite, Julie? The tiki 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 room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my favorite. She's saying that like a serial killer. It was very slain. When I'm in there, I feel like someone might just come out and shoot me because it's so boring. Needless to say, Figment is mine, and now I have. Uh, Disney peeps to prove it. That's I your favorite? Bought, 
I should have brought my uh, picture of everybody who showed up at the um, at the meet for Figment. I saw that near the three other people. That was pretty cool. No, that was Aww, actually, I think, you know, it was funny because when we got up there and the, the greeter asks you how many people were in your group and we said like 40-something, he goes, no, get out, really. How many people do you have? And we're there like, we Yeah, because 40 he doesn't get 40 people all day. You know what? Right that piece of crap. <laughs> they're yeah. at... I'm going to call a manager. I'm in the swamp. I'm in the weeds. I'm in the swamp. I'm in the swamp. Back up. I need backup. (laughs) There actually was a line before we came in. The line was like halfway. Yeah, probably because the ride broke down. Well, but anyway, so we get up there and I'm, you know, we're telling him how many, and he goes, "You realize?" In his most disgusting voice, "You're going to have to take two cars." And we're all there. Okay, fine. So we did. It was fun. So we had like forty some people who rode Figment. So. John, what's your favorite? My favorite overall ride is Splash Mountain. Really? Me too. I think it's the most detailed. I think it's got the best story behind it. It's not exciting, but that's what it is. I have to go with Toy Story Mania and Soren as my two right now. I mean, overall, I mean, my ultimate all-time favorite is always going to be Pirates, but in terms of... uh, Because that was the last one Walt worked on directly. But... uh, yeah, I mean, right now, Soren and uh, oh, and Toy Story Mania. But I've only ever ridden Toy Story Mania. During parties? During parties. <laughs> yeah. It cost me like tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> to ride this ride. Kevin? My favorite, I think, of all time is probably It's a Small World. It's, to me, it's one of the most, it's, the mo- the, has the, the longest legacy. It was there, um, actually, the longest, so... I don't know. I just and I like the art of Mary Blair, and I I like to make fun of it. You know, with the little dolls with the clicky eyes and things like that. But it's really. I love the elaborate costuming, though. Mm. I just detail. like everything about it. I he like the mess of coins. That's what all, the, all the animatronics. Like they have a nervous condition. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like oh. I love that ride though. That final little room where everybody's one and together. It's just there are just some things of it. That, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I Grace just, calls it the heaven room because she says they're all dead and they're all in heaven together. I don't. <laughs> wow. Grace is dark. Wow. Grace is. She's wow. been saying that since she was five. It's the heaven room. Grace a glimpse into her parenting skills. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Get her the black crayons. <laughs> there are just things about it I like. I like the little guy that surfs. I like the the, the purple <laughs> kangaroo and you know the little rainforest. I mean, those are yeah. things I remember from the first couple times I came. I like the glitter. Corey? Uh, rock and roller coaster. Really? And if there's, uh, I know there's rumors going around that the contract the contract with Aerosmith is going to be up and they're going to replace it with like Bon Jovi or something. If they I do, I will boycott the part. I heard that. It, actually, they're going to use air supply. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll write it then if it slows Did down. Did you go over when they were testing the new Q system at rock and roller coaster? No. That now um, they were giving you like a tour ticket. So that you didn't wait in line, and they had a DJ outside playing music, and they would say, "Okay, now group A six, you head towards the ride," so that you knew that in forty five minutes or whatever it was your turn, and if you missed your turn, you were out of luck. So nobody waited in a line. You just you were free to shop, do whatever, or stand there and listen to the DJ and play games and win prizes. That's cool. Wow, Walter, what's your favorite ride? I think Soren. It's just a really enjoyable ride. I, I, I like it here. I like it in California. Mm. My favorite. 
I like the people mover. And that's actually another one of my favorites. Yeah. And tell me I'm not going to get this wrong. Mission Earth? Spaceship no. Earth? Spaceship, spaceship Earth. That's actually two rides. Mission <laughs> Space, Spaceship okay, Earth. Okay, the big ball with the slow spaceship ride. Earth. Spaceship Earth. Also, one of the things I about the that. people mover. You know, you'd think since you've been on the ride 50 times, you'd have the name down I by know. now. I just get so excited when you jump on that little cover belt and go into the future. That's it's just so, so cool. I bet you she knows all the restaurants and counter services like the back of her hand. I right? do. I'm getting there. <laughs> I love Tower of Terror, but especially after this past summer when Taylor wrote it for the first time, because I had finally convinced her to ride a bigger ride than Splash Mountain, and she screamed the whole time, I don't like it! I don't like it! Oh my gosh. She was hanging on to me like a five-year-old. It was so fun. <laughs> oh, the great movie ride, too. That's a good one. Oh, no. Uh, that no. one needs to be redone. No, no, no. That's just so sad. The great movie ride is now sad. It is sad. It's sad. But you know what? Okay. It has not been, it really has not been touched for years. The first 50 times I wrote it, it was the woman and the gangster, you know, took her place on the little car. The last time I wrote it, it was a guy, which totally freaked me out. And the little Western guy took his place. And I, all those times, I thought it was just the one. And then they switched it up on me. So that kind of excited a little bit I'm more for me. the gangster. Or uh, John, Kevin, Walter, and I are actually going to be having dinner yeah, I was just inside the great that. movie ride uh, this Friday week. evening. Really? It's coming Friday for Tables in Wonderland. Wow. Tables in Wonderland has started doing this uh, this thing where they're doing these special dinners. Uh, for those not familiar, Tables in Wonderland is actually uh, Disney's dining discount program for Florida residents and annual pass holders, uh, where you spend, I think, $75 a year, and you get 20% off uh, your meals, including alcohol, at any Disney-owned uh, restaurant. Not counter service now. This is for sit-down restaurants. So what they're doing is they're, you know, offering some of these things uh, actually for – because I didn't get a candlelight processional dinner package this year. My mother really wanted to go, and then Tables in Wonderland did uh, one of their events over at Epcot and included, uh, you know, seating for uh, the candlelight processional. It was actually quite good. I was a little put off by the menu. That's one of the reasons why we didn't do it. I don't exactly remember what it was on the menu now, but at the time reading it, was the food was good? The food was the food was good. Um, there were some things that, you know, some people were complaining about their fish being too dry. Um, you know, there were some things I thought could have been done a little bit better. So, but it was, but it was, it was good. I felt it was worth it. I felt it was worth the money we paid for it. I had no idea. Oh, I thought you were sneeze. Um, I thought I had no idea there was a whole reception area uh, above Norway. Um, this is where we had it. It was uh, limited to 80 people. And where the fast passes are for Maelstrom, if you go past that, there's an elevator uh, right there on the left. And we would go up that elevator up to the second floor, and then there's this whole reception area. We actually, there was a pin event years and years ago, and there, a gentleman gave um, seminar? a seminar on how pins are made in China. And one of my up, and it was in that room in Norway. And one of my friends sort of raised his arms and stretched a little bit. And the man pointed to him and said, "You have a question about this?" And he caught him off guard and he said, "Yeah, did these people get health insurance?" It stopped the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> the man didn't take any more questions from the audience, and we moved on. But it that was upstairs and over Norway. Yeah. So Friday we're going to. Uh, 
the Tables in Wonderland event, which is going to take place inside the Great Movie Ride. Now, are you going to be eating on the moving car? No, the cars will be off the tracks. And what I understand is they're going to put something on the tracks, and that's where we're going to be. You're going to be on the tracks, and uh, one area will be hors d'oeuvres. You move to another area for a sit-down meal, and you'll move to... It's my understanding that the hors d'oeuvres are in the western area. Right. And then the dinner is in the gangster area. And then dessert is in Munchkinland. Are you going to get oh, chairs wow. this time? I'm going to hope that for the amount of money we paid, we get yeah. two chairs each. Because this is not discounted in any way. This is no, pricey. This is, yeah. But so it's what, how much was it? One hundred. It was one fifty-five a person. One fifty-five wow. a person. Wow. For this, have so. fun. <laughs> really. Really. Have a good time. It sounds it's an like event. fun. I mean, that sounds like a. I mean, how many people would pay for something like that? To forty. Well, did they limit it? Is that what it, was? it was limited to 80 people, and it I sold it out. Okay. I would think oh, that cool. would be popular. I'm looking forward to doing it inside the ride. I just think that's a cool Yeah, ride. that's very cool. They have a couple cool. that are offered that just seem plain, not anything special. But this What other rides could you have dinner in? I want to eat on Pirates. Mansion. Haunted Mansion. Yeah, Haunted Mansion. <laughs> cool. Pirates. Pirates. That would be cool. Yeah. It would be kind of wet, though. That would be cool, though. No, but I mean, like, I could set up something maybe, yeah. like, you know, where the pirates are chasing and... Circuit going around in a little circle. Cool. <laughs> well, all right. We got another voicemail? Uh, we do. From Ben, who has a question about grand gatherings. So here is Ben. How do you do, podcast team? This is Ben Ellison, Commando 2319 on the <coughs> I had a great time meeting all of you on the podcast cruise, and my two daughters got a kick out of getting all of your autographs on their special Diz Unplugged page in their books. Well, this October, my entire family will be traveling the world for 10 days. There will be 15 of us in all, including my parents, all of my siblings, their spouses and children, and my four girls. With so many people... We plan on breaking up into smaller groups for most of the day. We would like to do at least one activity as a group each day. So my question for the team is, what do you recommend? And what advice do you have for such a large group? How are the official Disney Grand Gatherings? Are they any good? Or not worth the time? Are there any other events or experiences that are good to do with a larger group? Oh, and while I've been to Disney World several times with my children... Most of the group hasn't been in over 20 years. Thank you so much for your feedback and all that you do. Anybody uh, want to take a stab? I've done a few of the grand gatherings as part of uh, travel agent training. And i got to be honest with you, I wasn't overwhelmed by them. I didn't really, it wasn't anything that I thought was that special. But then again, I was with other travel agents. I wasn't with my family. People he really hates. Exactly. <laughs> what kind of things do they do? What kind of, what are your options? We did for? a dinner at, uh, in uh, Animal Kingdom. At Tusker House. Tusker House. And I forget what else we did. Because you chose, chose to. Yeah, well. Chose to go, yeah. Chose to go, yeah. Chose to go, yeah. Goes to show how special they were that I can't remember what they were. 
But I think that with a, a, a group that size, find out what you guys want to do. How many people did he say it 15. was? Fifteen. I would say get together for fireworks at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, f- talk to everybody in the group. Find out what's special to them, what they want to do. And for those sort of common things, work something out. You know, I'm sure the little kids are going to want to meet characters. So do a character meal together. Um, go see the fireworks all in one spot together. Go pick a place to meet for the parade. Things like that. You know, don't, I, I'm not really big on... Trying to travel around with 15 people right. everywhere. But also, hard. also fitting into those Disney special events. Do what you want to do. Get a couple of Wishes cruises. You know what else might be fun is to do Kim Possible and Epcot. To have like the different groups or you know break them up into groups. And oh, do teams. That would be kind yeah. of fun. The other thing I think would be fun is to get one of those gifts of a lifetime thing where they tailored it to your family mm-hmm. and have like a scavenger hunt or something kind of like that where you could all meet up at the end and have a celebration kind of thing. With 15 people, you might be able to do a VIP tour. Break up the that cost. could be yeah. a lot of little kids, though, so. He didn't say he had four children, right? Mm-hmm. So that takes it he down to He also said 11. some people haven't been in like 20 years. Didn't he say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's so much that has changed that these people are going to be totally overwhelmed. Right. Don't take time out of your day to go and do a, a structured routine thing. Go and have fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a thing where you meet back at your resort at the end of the day and talk about what you learned or what you saw mm-hmm. or what you did. Yeah, that'd be the that'd be good. Just yeah, the, downtime. I, I really do think the biggest mistake large groups make, especially if one person is doing the planning, this idea that you're all going to travel as a, a Borg, a Borg collective <laughs> through the parks. About halfway through the day, you're going to want to beat somebody down. Well, you should definitely, I mean, throughout the course of your vacation, it's always a good idea to plan a couple of events for the entire family. But outside of that, let everybody kind of right. go on their yeah. own and... That's, you know, that's fun. Meet up at separate, different times. Right. Maybe they have a day they go to a water park, or if they're staying at a hotel that has a nice pool, just have a downtime afternoon where you can all sit around and tell stories and laugh. and Take a nap. Could do that, too. <laughs> but go back to your hotel and take a nap, and then come back later on. <laughs> I miss Bob. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that sounds like a lot of I good ideas. I believe in naps. You know, I always said they should have a room in each one of the parks that's, like, dark with, like, hammocks in it. That you the Lazy rent. Boy ride. Yeah. You know, something <laughs> like that, you could go rent the chair for an hour or two. Rent the chair. Don't you think people would do that? I would. It's called Carousel of Progress. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't cost me a dime. Carousel of Sleep Disorders. Mm-hmm. Alan's Energy Adventure is another place is to take a good go nap. Take it out. Well, all right. I think it's going to wrap it up for our show this week. The end of the first show of the season. First email show of the season. 2010. 2010. I was saying that. 2010. Good times. Good job, Teresa. Good times. Good Good job, Teresa. (laughs) Thanks for being the first. The guinea pig. Yeah, and I see I set the bar high. And we want to remind everybody that we'll be back next week. We will. We will be back next week with with another another edition edition of the Diz Unplugged. Of the Diz Unplugged. Roundtable. Roundtable. Discussion. Discussion. (laughs) And emails. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Okay, Pete. (laughs) Good times should be your sign-off. Good times. Good times. (laughs) Good times.